Good morning. Welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along today. This is Tuesday, Wednesday morning, June 2nd. And um, we get in the Word of God every day here. We pray over it. This is a place to come to be encouraged, to be equipped, to be edified on a daily basis. And we believe as you do that day by day by day, your life changes. So if you're new today, welcome. I hope you will subscribe, hit the notify, hit the like, leave a comment. I always like to know where, who's here, where you're watching from, and um, leave a comment. And if you're back day after day, welcome. We believe God's making a difference. You could be doing something different right now, but you're prioritizing getting into the Word of God, learning, growing, praying, and I believe God will bless that. Got a little bit different setup today. We're doing some video shooting later in the day. Some guys are in from out of town, so we've had to adjust our studio here a little bit. And for the first time ever today, I have a live studio audience. So it's a little bit there. We there we go. So a little bit different for me. And uh, but we're glad you're along today. We are getting into this idea of the FFDPQ method. Now I've come up with that those five letters. If you can get an acronym for that or make it better, good, because people are saying, Tom, you've got to simplify those five letters. It's hard to remember. I agree. Although as I think about them, it helps me remember what they stand for. F, I can see I feel that way. F, others have felt that way. D, until they discovered. P, we pivot to another, to another we pivot. And Q, we ask a question to open up their mind, open up their heart, get them um, get them seeing things from a different angle. So today, the first question we want to address in this new series we're starting is what do you say to the person who says, oh, the Bible's just a book of old, a, a book of old stories, mythological stories, and no intelligent person would believe that today. Well, to use the FFDPQ method, here's what I'd say. I can see why you feel that way. You know, it felt that way too, until they discovered what the Bible says for themselves by actually reading it. I'm curious, how much of the Bible have you read for yourself? Now, the, the, the whole intention here, as you can tell, is that most people believe what they believe about the Bible because they've heard from someone else. They think the Bible's filled with contradictions because they've heard other people say that. They think the Bible's a book of old myths and stories because all they've heard about is creation David and Goliath, crossing the Red Sea, Jonah and the whale, uh, you know, a few of these stories that are heroic stories that we love, but they think that's all the Bible is, is these stories that they doubt ever really happened and they think couldn't have happened. I'm a big believer in getting people to actually read the Bible for themselves. I believe there's such power in the scripture. As a matter of fact, Hebrews 4.12 tells us the word of God is living, active, sharper than any two-edged sword. It can pierce right in the heart and soul of a person. It had that effect on me. Some of you know my testimony, some of you don't, but I grew up in a, in a religious home, a Lutheran home, but we never read the Bible for ourselves. When I was confirmed in eighth grade, they gave me a Bible. That was my graduation or my confirmation gift. The following year, I... I was bored that summer. We didn't have the internet in those days, and I'd, I'd uh, broken my ankle. I was a basketball player. I broke my ankle. It's kind of laid up in bed. I remember looking for a book to read, and up on my bookshelf, I saw that New Testament. 
And I remember thinking, you know, I've never read this book for myself, but I know what it says. I've gone to church, gone to Sunday school, gone to vacation Bible school. I know what it says. I, I thought this exactly. I know the stories. And my older brother had read it. I was competitive. I wasn't going to let him beat me in anything, even Bible reading. And so I, I decided I'll read the Bible primarily out of pride just to say I'd done it. Because everybody, and, and I believed every intelligent person ought to read the Bible sometime in their life. Reading that very first night, I was struck with this. This is new. There's things I'm reading here I've never heard in church, I've never seen before. And I liked what I was reading. I was curious. I was drawn. I, again, I, I doubt I consciously was thinking this. But later on, I remember it, it struck me one day this was written 2,000 years ago. And it really seems like the things Jesus was saying is like it was written to me in the 20th century. And so the Bible was coming alive and it was convicting me, it was challenging me. And that played such an important role in my salvation, in plowing up my heart, preparing me for salvation, preparing me to hear the gospel when I found a gospel track later on at the state fair. The bottom line is, I believe there's power in the Word of God. And so when someone tells me, writes it off, it's a book of old myths, my goal is to persuade them to read the Bible for themselves. Now, I could get in a big argument with them about the historical evidences of Jesus Christ, and there may be a place for that. I could get into talk about archaeology. There may be a place for that. I could talk about there really was a King David, and there's archaeology showing it. By the way, you go to Israel with me, and you'll see some of this archaeological evidence that's not just a bunch of old stories. But my goal isn't to just win the argument. My goal is to get them to read the scripture, read the Bible for themselves. That's where the power is. I want to win them to Christ. And that's what that's that's where I want to lead. So I'd say, as I said, I can see why you feel that way. Others have felt that way too. Until they discovered what the Bible actually says by reading it for themselves. I'm curious, how much of the Bible have you read for yourself? And can I encourage you, on these, as we go through the FFDPQ method, to practice, practice saying it exactly as I say, it. get it down. If you want to ad lib later on, first learn the right way to do it and you can ad lib later. But don't say, I can see why you feel that way. After all, you know, David and Goliath, yeah, I probably doubted that. And Jonah the way, I don't used to believe that one either. Don't do all that. Just say, make it quick, three quick sentences. I can see why you feel that way. Others have felt that way too. Until they for instance, until they discovered what the Bible actually says by reading for themselves, and then you pivot to the question. I'm curious, how much of the Bible have you read for yourself? Now, hopefully, at that point, they'll say, you know, parts of it. That's what they always say, parts of it. And the goal would be to say, well, you know, uh, if like in my case, I'd share my testimony, or you could share with others. You could even share my, you could share my testimony if you want. Say, have you ever read the Gospels, the four stories of Jesus Christ? When I'm on campus, I usually have my Bible with me. And I open it up here, and I say, you know, Jesus Christ, the most influential man in the history of the entire world, who changed history more than any person who's ever lived, all that was written about him from firsthand knowledge can be found in these, this, this little bit of page right here. 
and I hold it up. And I, people think this Bible is a big, big book. It is a big book. And I just show this one little bit, and I say you can read it, the whole thing right here. And if you read this, and as a matter of fact, I often challenge the students, I say, I'll bet you could read that if, if, if you read, you know, 15, 20 minutes a day, you'd have all that read within a month, and you could, you could know firsthand exactly what the people who knew Jesus personally, what they said. I say, and I challenge them, I say, you know what, if you're open, you're willing, I think it'd change your opinion drastically of how you understand the Bible. It might change your life dramatically, as it has millions, tens of millions of others who took the challenge to actually read the Bible for themselves and not just take what others said about it. When a person wants to read the Bible, I give them, I give them four tips, and these are really important. Because a person who reads the, says, yeah, I tried to read the Bible, what do they do? They probably start in Genesis. And they probably, you know, did okay for a while, and then they hit a genealogy or how to, you know, how to furnish the temple or the, the tabernacle and the, the curtains and the cloth and the rods and all that, and they probably just burnt out. Let's be honest, an awful lot of Christians have done that, haven't we? So I always encourage them several things. Number one, if you want to read the Bible, don't start at the beginning. I encourage them, start it. I tell them, it's 66 books. You can start anywhere you want. They're all individual books. I encourage them to start right at the beginning of the New Testament, the life of Jesus. I often say, are you Jewish? Chances are they aren't. I say, well, you know, the Old Testament is important. You want to read it sometime. But a lot of it has to do uniquely with the Jews. So I would start with the New Testament. And I get them right into the life of Jesus Christ, Matthew. Now, how's Matthew start? With a genealogy. And so I encourage them. I, I, I often open right up to it, and I and I read the and I skim the first chapter with them, the genealogy, and I say, now this is important. Bible scholars say this is really important to know who Jesus really was and to see that he was historically real. There's this genealogy, but if you want to skip it and go right into the birth of Jesus, and then John the Baptist, the temptation, and into the Sermon on the Mount, which is probably the most amazing. Message ever given on the purpose and meaning of life and what really matters, you can do that, okay? Second thing I tell them, get a modern translation. I often say, are you into Shakespeare? They all, none of them are. I say, when I read Shakespeare, I've got to translate from English into English. And so if you aren't into Shakespeare, I would encourage you to get a modern translation of the Bible. They all say the same thing. It's just translated from the original Greek or the original Hebrew differently to be updated into the language we speak. Thirdly, I encourage them, it's not wrong to underline, highlight, star, write a note in your Bible. You can do that because the goal is to remember it and think about what it says. And finally, I urge the person, make sure that when, this is a spiritual book, so before you actually read it, ask God to help you understand if this is really true and to open your, the eyes of your heart and your mind to perceive this truth. All right? That being said, and by the way, I pray with them right then on the spot. So, the FFDPQ, when someone says to you, I don't believe the Bible, that's just a book of old mythological stories, no intelligent person would believe in, what do we say? I can see why I feel that way. You know, others have felt that way too until they read the Bible for themselves and discovered, until they discovered what the Bible actually says by reading for themselves. 
I'm curious, how much of the Bible have you read for yourself? Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you today for the power of the word of God. Hallelujah. We thank you. Lord, I, I'm reminded today how 49 years ago, as a ninth grade student, I picked up the New Testament, I began to read it, and my life has never been the same. It transformed me. It transformed my heart, my values, what I thought was important, what I wanted to pursue. It transformed me. I thank you for the power of your word. And I thank you, Lord, that it's, going, it's been going forth. It's like seed that's sown, and it will bear fruit. It will spring up. We thank you, Father, that it, your word has been changing people now since the beginning of time. Think of how, Lord, the, the gospel has gone out since the time of Christ from the apostles has been sounded forth. And today, all over the world, your gospel, your Bible, your scripture is transforming lives. We praise you. How we ask for a tremendous surge in people in our nation and around the world who would actually read the scripture. Help us, Lord, when we hear people speak negatively of it, not to become defensive, but to learn how to turn it around and to challenge them to read for themselves. And how we pray, Father, for people in our lives, our own network of relationships, that you would use us to encourage, motivate, stimulate people to actually give the Bible a shot. I believe, Lord, that if people get into the, into the Word of God, they read the Gospels, the story of Jesus. I believe, Lord, that you have a, the ability to do things there that we could never do in ourselves. John, you said the Gospel of John was written that we might know that Jesus was the Christ. We might believe this, and believing we might in him have eternal life. Pour out your word in this land, Lord. We know your people die for lack of instruction. We know there's a famine, Lord. We have Bibles, Bibles all over America, yet still there's a famine because people, a famine of the word of God because people don't read it, they don't believe it. How we pray for a great resurgence in our, in our land of reading, believing, obeying, acting upon, promoting the word of God. We pray for this in our own lives, in our families, in our churches, in our cities, in our nation. Lord, might your word cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. We pray these things. We bless you today and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, folks. Hey, thanks for joining me today. And uh, you have a great day. Get in the word yourself today. Be a model, an example of everything we want others Thank you for joining me. Make sure you tell your friends. Again, hit that like and notify button. Leave a comment. And uh, we will look forward to seeing you tomorrow right here because we're here every day, 8.30 a.m. Tell your friends, and we'll see you then. God bless you. Have a great day. Bye-bye.